This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show called The Steelers Hangover on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I am the podcast producer here, but I am also the facilitator of The Hangover, along with my two friends, Tony Defio and Shannon White. What's up, fellas? We are doing great. How are you, Shannon? <laughs> Doing awesome. Just hoping that the the Raiders hey. are going to beat the Browns. <clears throat> All right, and and that's uh, I have that on in the background. I don't know if you guys do too, but uh, you know it's one of those things. The Steelers win, so the hangover's not that bad, and uh, it's actually one of those happy hangovers. If you were in the stadium yesterday, man, I'm sure it was absolutely phenomenal to. Uh, to go through those emotions and watch that team end up winning that game when you really didn't think they were going to. Now, your Pittsburgh Steelers are a fourth place team, and that very well could change in a matter of about 15 minutes as there's as we're taping this show, as we're recording live and going live, there is about seven and a half left with the Browns driving against the Raiders and the score is 13 to seven in favor of Las Vegas, which is really interesting. So something that, that we've got to take a look at something we always take a look at here too, is the first one in the first couple win on the hangover night rider is the first one in night rider. 16 says, hello, Ooh. nap 1963 says, Hey guys. And Bo vice, yo, let's go Raiders. <laughs> I love it. And my buddy, Reginald rivers. What's up Steeler nation from Bartlett, Tennessee. It's good. Have every, Everybody in here and everybody feeling good after that big win yesterday. And that's a big win, 19 to 13. So let's start this here. Shannon, what was your initial reaction when that game was over? What were you thinking about that game? Were you looking into the future? Or were you embracing what happened on your television screen? I didn't really know what to feel. It was... It was a victory, but it was so uninspiring. It was so uh, borderline depressing. Um, I, I like to see the fight that they had and, and that they kept figuring out ways to get turnovers, even though a couple of them were gifts uh, that they didn't have to do anything, like the fumble snap. And um, I wanted to feel excited about it, but my son, he didn't get to watch the game with us, and he come in, he's like, well, uh, who played good on offense? And I thought about it, and I said nobody. And he said, uh, "Well, he said, well, who played good on defense?" And I said, "The usual suspects. You know, they made enough plays." Uh, but I said, "Really, the Titans beat themselves more than the Steelers beat the Titans." So 
I, I want to be excited about it, but pretty much what you see is what you're going to get from this point on. And um, I, I didn't get as excited as I normally do after a victory. Tony, how about you, my friend? I was just, I was just happy that they won. I mean, I've come to expect this from them each and every week. I mean, it, yesterday was the extreme as far as what we've seen from them in 2021, uh, especially on offense. It was probably their worst offensive performance of the year. 168 yards, that's like mid-70s. Uh, but uh, as far as their identity, this is what they've done all year. This They did against the, the, the Bears, the Browns. You go down the list, uh, there's seven victories. It's hard to find the, the Bills in week one. It's hard to find one that was much different than yesterday other than <laughs> the, the, the the stats were even, even, even worse for the offense. But I, I was just happy they won. That, that This time of year, you know, uh, now they're a half a game out of first place, even though they're in fourth place currently as we speak. I'm, I'm just happy that they, that they won it and they're still alive with three games left. Here's the reason that I was really pumped up after that game. And if you listened to or watched the Steelers BTSC postgame show with Jeff Hartman and myself, with uh, Dave being at the stadium, he had a little postgame of his own. Uh, you can check out here on anywhere where you get your podcast or uh, it's on YouTube as well. So the reason I was so excited is because, Tony, you kind of alluded to it. It's their identity. It's who they are. They're winning ugly. They're winning weird. Uh, Shannon mentioned something. The Titans beat themselves. I'm not going to discount that. But there's a part of me that feels like the uh, Steelers defense did force some of that self-beating. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I, I really feel that some guys on defense did step up. One of the usual suspects that... Uh, that is not a usual suspect, but I thought Terrell Edmonds was fantastic in that game yesterday. I, I like some of the things that I saw from Akella Witherspoon again. Uh, there, there were things, Joe Schobert looked good and Bush is starting to look better. So, but the whole thing, if you go ahead and look at the title of this podcast tonight, it is simply the Steelers embraced their identity their dramatic identity while beating the Tennessee Titans. So basically this is a team that is in the mold of Ben Roethlisberger where Ben has the flair for the dramatics. No one, I think, I don't know many quarterbacks this season that you can really say are better than Ben Roethlisberger in the two minute drill. I, I will say that. I think he's fantastic in that two minute drill. I just feel like this whole team is um, they're going to, be fine winning ugly they're going to start off slow and they're going to give us some heartburn and some palpitations but in the end they're finding ways to win games and that was a game that at halftime you're like they've got no business being in this ball game whatsoever and they they turned around and won it tony what are your thoughts there yeah i mean uh winning ugly is really all they can do because they're just so they're so hindered on offense, and 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 it, it, we we really have not seen much improvement from week one. We haven't seen any improvement based on Sunday from week one, and you know the injuries on defense. And I, I thought it was funny. Uh, I wrote about this right before the show that people were like, "Oh, the Titans, the Titans uh, fired them up by standing on their logo and gathering on their logo before the game." They were so fired up that 
and they were losing 13 to three at halftime. So this is just who they are. And, and like, as, as the title of the show suggests, they just have to embrace it. And, and, and that has to be their identity. Uh, they're, they're, they're in the situation right now. They're in, they're kind of in a, in a transition as far as their roster. And they just have to do what they can do each and every week to, 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 to survive. And this is one year where style points really do not matter when it comes to a Mike Tomlin team. Shannon, let me ask you this, the follow-up with what Tony said. You know, the Steelers, they're not winning pretty, but the bottom line is they're getting the job done. Does that make you feel any better with the fact that this team could continue to find weird ways to win, that this team will not play pretty, not have any style points whatsoever and not do anything to make you feel good about them, but that W in the win column. I've actually felt encouraged after a couple of losses. Um, This is the first game of the year that I didn't really feel any encouragement. Uh, Maybe it was the realization that they are severely limited even more than I've been willing to admit. Um, they they finally showed the effort that they didn't show, uh, you know, consistently. They still get engaged on defense, but you can see the effort and guys trying to stay in their lane and, and uh, get off blocks and stuff they wasn't even showing at all against the Vikings. So I, I felt positive about that. Uh, the whole – the Titans coming out and getting on the emblem and, and everything like that, Teams from the past, uh, they would have been somebody. They would have been something happened there. This team just doesn't have that. The guys that have a lot of heart and the leadership on the team uh, are not that type of guy that they're going to go out and, and and say something. You know, shoot Porter got thrown out of a game in Cleveland hmm. for having a pregame altercation with a guy. So uh, we don't have those kind of guys uh, and. But, you know, I thought, well, they're going to come out after that, and they're going to be fired up. And they come out as flat as ever. They they just – I don't know if it's a coaching thing, but they just cannot get fired up and ready to play to start the game. The Tennessee – Vrabel had those guys ready. You know, they were playing for the number one seed in the AFC, so they had a lot at stake. And they come out, and they were more physical, they were more intense, and they were more focused. And it was, it was so bad that Vrabel was – yucking it up on the sidelines with his uh, players. He was laughing, and he was going up there and firing up the offensive line when they were off the field, and he was just enjoying himself. You'd never seen teams come to Pittsburgh and, and enjoy themselves to play in uh, play the Steelers. And I said, whatever happens in this game, I want to get that smile off his face. And thankfully, they was able to do that in the second half and actually end up beating them. But they already stomped on the terrible town one time, and, and they've never been anywhere near an elite team since that time. And now they go and they do they do something else yesterday, disrespectful. I don't think that team's ever going to learn. But mm-hmm. I wish there was some way they could somehow start these games more intense and more prepared than they seem to be. Well, one thing about that stomping on the on the uh, logo today, I mean yesterday, you know, the, uh, the Steelers weren't even on the field. 
So they were in the locker room when they did that, when they gathered. So that's kind of, to me, that's kind of a, uh, uh, gosh, I can't find a clean word for it. But all I can say is it's very cowardly to go ahead mm-hmm. and do an act and not being able to be there to back it up. And I was really disappointed in the fact that it was uh, Bud Dupree in the middle of it. Do they do this to other teams? Yeah, they do this every other week. You mentioned Joey Porter, and he knocked out uh, William Green mm-hmm. back in 2004. It was a November game in Cleveland in 2004, and he had no uh, he had no problem doing it because that's the guy that's going to do it. You have mm-hmm. you have a James Harrison that's going to go do stuff like that too, but the guy the guy that you could think of doing it here, I mean. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be TJ? Is it going to be Cam Hayward? And they're going to risk getting knocked out of that game? Mm-mm. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know who your enforcer is at this point, and it's it's a a, a different time, anyways. But it's just it's just really interesting to me that uh, that this is that this is what's happening, and that we're really worried about it, and if like Tony said, if it was something that was going to fire up this team, why are they, why are they coming out flat? So we've got to figure out what is the problem? Why is this team continually coming out flat, Tony? I just think it's, it's, it's a lack of, you know, I I hate to say talent, but maybe it's a lack of talent. I mean, this is not, this is not your big brother's, uh, you know, Steelers anywhere. I mean, you don't have a B you don't have, Bell, you don't have um, the the greatest offensive line in, in in the NFL, and you don't have vintage Ben. You know that's that, we forget how good that offense was five years ago, and it's just not that offense right now. And you know they have a young line. It might be a, it might be an elite line someday. They have young receivers. They have an older quarterback. They have a new offensive coordinator. They have a new offensive line coach. They have rookies everywhere. So it's just it's just it's not that team right now, and 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 I think that's part of the problem. Shannon, can you diagnose this problem? Okay, here's an example. The Detroit Lions, I think his name is Dan Campbell, their head coach. Yes. And they were a la- they were the laughing stock of the NFL. Didn't know what they were 0 and 11 or 0 10 and 1 when they tied the Steelers. Uh he's a very he's a former player, very fiery guy. Uh he's holding them guys accountable. Well, if you've noticed since they tied the Steelers, they've won a couple of games and they've looked way better and they're way more intense. That is not a talented team. This isn't a talent issue. You don't have to be the most talented player to play the hardest and to be the most intense. The yesterday, the Ben does the RPO, hands the ball off, just taking two steps back, hands down. The guy for, I think Jones was his name come in and laid a lick right up in his chest on him and flattened him. Not only did nobody come to his defense and get in that guy's face like Pouncey would have definitely done, DeCastro would have done, Fowler would have done. Not only did that not happen, nobody even helped being up. This is a, a, a cultural problem. Now, whether that comes from the coaching you know, or what, but that is something that has to be addressed. That's a hard issue. And, and, uh, the Lions are, are – they look better. 
There's times, like I said, in that Minnesota games, there was times I thought Stewart's the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> well, you know, when you watch some of these other teams that have been bad, but they're showing a lot of fight. I, like I said, that's the main thing I look for is the effort and the intensity and, and the want to. And uh, it takes a while for the Stewarts to find their want to every week. <laughs> well, my, my question is, uh, we, we saw a lot of that earlier in the year with uh, with Dan Moore and especially Kendrick Green. You know, the intensity, the, the how how chippy they were, especially Green, how he was mm-hmm. so willing to to get in and mix it up with, with the opposing players. You're not seeing that as much uh, right now. I wonder. I wonder why that is. Uh, is it maybe something they're they've been chastised by the coaching staff and now they're afraid to, to show that intensity that emo, that emotion because to me that's that's what all all you really have at this point is is the effort the fight and those guys oh, yeah. don't seem to, need to be team, seem to be showing it as much and mm-hmm. I, I just wonder if, if 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 either they've been chastised or if they're thinking about being too technical at this point because they're trying to get better as I, I don't know well yesterday green. I did get into a couple of altercations, and then after, well, the game was like 18 seconds left, and and there was a clip where the guy headbutts Simmons headbutts Green when they're standing there talking to each other, you know, getting ready, waiting for the final seconds to come off the clock. So he definitely got under his skin, you know, for him to headbutt him like that. I think that Green and Moore are overwhelmed, uh, you know, mentally. I think they've shut down at times. But I'm still seeing, you know, some effort. It ain't necessarily out of them. Uh, but, you know, Trey Essex, you know, he's all the time on Twitter saying, help up the quarterback. What are you guys doing? You know, these he said this is stuff he was taught yeah. when when he was a young player, and it, ain't, it isn't happening. So is that, you know, somebody's like, well, they must not like Ben. I, I don't know. Maybe there is a disconnect there where he's older, but – that's something that needs to be passed down. And, and uh, uh, I, I think it's where there's so many young guys and so many new guys, there ain't something like Pouncey that has passed that to a lot of them fellas. But th- that needs to be addressed. Tony, what are your thoughts on uh, not helping Ben up? Because I actually uh, I actually had uh, a, a Twitter private message about this i think it was al fuscagi that uh sent it to me and i thought it was really interesting that it's something that should be noted well that's the thing it, they were, it was a big deal uh the first month of the season it was it, it became an issue and 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 i forget what game it was i think it was the uh maybe the denver game or um it might even even been a game that they lost but, but i know i think it was it was week three against the uh bengals it was obvious that that they they got the message and they were helping Ben up uh, after you know each time he got knocked to the ground. So I don't know what changed there. I mean, if 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 they forgot about that already, what else? You know, <laughs> so maybe it's just a fact that that they feel so bad because they're young players. They feel so bad when they when when he gets hit that that they're afraid to to maybe you know he's going to yell at them when, when when he goes to lift them up. I I, I don't know what it is, but if, but that's something that that. <laughs> If the message wasn't received uh, two months ago, then I, I don't know what the problem is because that's that should be the uh, the least of their issues right now is helping him up because it was a it was a huge deal early in the season. Well, then that's a culture problem too as well. We have Connor Eddie giving us four ninety nine as a super chat, and if you want to do a super chat and come to the top of the queue, we really 
appreciate that. Four ninety nine from Connor. Do you believe Ben carries this team? And if not, who is the one to carry this team? Shannon, I'll start with you. I think Ben's trying. Uh, he's he's the the face of the franchise still, and he will be till he walks away. Um, you know, TJ is is the best player, and and Hayward's the the heart. Uh, of that defense just for what he does every week in, in the trenches. And um, we need, we need one of those guys on the offensive line uh, that has that same type of heart, but uh, being is, is, this is probably about one of the overall, the least talented offenses that he's had. And at this point in his career at 39 years old with his bad knees and he, he just can't, do the things he used to do, and he can't carry an offense like he used to. And like everybody's like, Claypool's gonna come out after you know making such a I don't want to I don't want to say the wrong thing uh, of himself in the Vikings game. Everybody thought he was gonna have a huge bounce back game. He did nothing. Uh, he he drew a penalty or two, uh, which he does. He's you know regular. They have to try to they have to interfere with him to try to stop him because he's talented. But it wasn't nothing like the game that so many people was expecting. Um, they took Johnson away. Who was being thrown to? I wanted to see him go to Fryermuth, and Fryermuth got knocked out. You know, and that he, you know that's not his fault. But they only had forty some snaps on offense. Yeah. It was it was that bad. And then Harris, with the line, the way the line is, we don't have anybody who can bounce outside. Harris can't do it. There's nobody with the speed to make a living that way. They got to stay within the tackles. And Harris is trying his hardest to make a big play and and to show patience. But earlier in the year, he was getting two and three yard gains out of what could have been two yard losses, as as you said, Brian. And, and he did that all the time. Well, he's not as committed to doing that, and he's still trying to hit these. They got to get, you know, second and seven, and then maybe third and four. They got to stay on schedule, as Tomlin likes to say, to to be effective. And even then, they get any kind of penalty, and it seems like they're never able to overcome it. So, it is definitely what we're seeing now is what we're going to deal with the rest of the year. And you just want to see them win enough to, to get a chance for these young guys to get some playoff experience and Ben to have one last to run. So Mark Tobin says this, there's no one to carry this team. We need all the luck in the world each game to win. Yeah, that seems like that's what's happening, and it almost seems like that's what's happening NFL-wide. So here's a question that I have for you, Tony. I'll start with you on this one. Is we're just looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and sometimes we have tunnel vision because we're fans of that team and we're not looking around. But if you're a fan, if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills – if you are a fan of any other team right now with all this, all these eight and six teams and the Steelers seven, six and one and a couple seven and sevens, and you're seeing all this, what are you thinking? Are you thinking that the rest of the league has the same problem that the Steelers do right now? Because they might have more talent, but they're not doing the things that the Steelers are doing either. They're, uh, I mean, they have more talent, but they're they're not winning the games either. Tennessee is could be considered a disappointment. Buffalo could be considered a disappointment. Baltimore is right now the number eight eight seed. 
And I tell you what, real quick, let's just do this because it's fun and it's live. And let's just get our reaction. The Raiders are going for a long field goal with two seconds left in three seconds left in this game. And let's see what whether they get it to beat the Browns. And the arms went up. Oh, they called a timeout. Oh my God. The 48 yarder went through and they iced the kicker. Now, Daniel Carlson is a great kicker, but I'm like, are the arms going up? That was absolutely crazy. Oh, man. Um, timeout right before the, the snap. And oh, it was a good kick. Are you guys watching this? Or yeah, my wife is hollering in the living up? room. I'm in She's so, hungry uh, and She don't know it ain't good. I'm in so, uh, I, I I hate I I hate that move. I I, yeah, I hate that that icing the kicker move. I I absolutely hate it. Um, um. So, let's see it again, Daniel Carlson. Gosh, we need to see the Browns lose this game. I mean, just as Steeler fans in here and and. <laughs> Ah, uh, that cesspool in Cleveland's going crazy right now. They're throwing up block it. Well, boys, Las Vegas Raiders, 16. Cleveland Browns, 14. The Steelers are now, looks like the another number nine team. And they are out of last place in the AFC North. Woo! I almost said AFC Central there, fellas. They're out of well, last place in the AFC North. Doesn't that, and doesn't the Browns that, have to turn around? Go ahead, Tony. No, but doesn't that sit? Doesn't doesn't that a nice uh, cherry on top of, of of your question? I mean, this is uh, another team that 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 <laughs> lost to a you know a, a team that they should have defeated. We've seen it time and time again in the AFC this year. It's it's crazy how how close this conference is from the top all the way down to your twelfth or thirteenth team. It's amazing. So. Yeah, I mean, there might be more talented teams in the NFL right now, teams that look more capable. Certainly Tennessee, the Patriots, uh, the Bills, even the Colts, those kind of teams. But they're all fighting for, for that those uh, those playoff spots, and who knows what could happen with that 7-6-1 record. And Knight Rider says, well, the Browns were down a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are down guys, and, and I get that, but – what I'm going to say about this is the Browns still have six other losses where they weren't down all right. those people, and they were they were the darling favorite. I mean, they won the draft. Everybody was talking about how they won the draft. I thought they had a great draft, by the way. But they won the draft. They uh, It was held in Cleveland. Every macho man was there uh, in his brown and orange you know, dancing around. <laughs> they, they were really – and here, here now they're behind the Steelers. And now they have to go to Green Bay on Christmas Day. Not going to be easy. Then they've got to go to Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. And then they've got to turn around and play the Bengals. So it's yeah. this is going to be a very interesting road. And so go ahead, Tony. No, and, and uh, sorry, I, I keep I, I'm so excited, but the uh, uh, the, the the Ravens they play the Steelers, they play they have to play the Rams, and I guess they play the Bengals. So I mean, you know, it's 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 this is going to come down to Week 18, whether we like it or not. As the Steelers, the Steelers fans that want them to tank it for a better draft pick, it's too late now. Seven nine and one is the best you could do. You might as well go for the playoffs. 
<laughs> that's that's really interesting. I and and I do have to say this too, you know, with everybody's schedule being really tough, I think Cincinnati might have the easiest of all the schedules, but still not that easy. Uh, what I'm saying is this is going to go down to it. You have when you have the division and you have the last place team in the division at seven and seven with three games to go. Wow. Is that correct? Yep. Seven and seven, the Browns right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the Steelers are seven, six and one, you know, so there's a lot of things that can happen. And even with a bad offensive line and a team that can't do anything in the first half, this team's, could win this division. Yeah. Right, Cincinnati is now number one in the division, but you know if they lose next week and the Steelers pull off a miracle in Kansas City without, possibly without Travis Kelsey, with who went on the COVID list today, but he is vaccinated, so there's an opportunity for him to be back. I would not be, I would not get your hopes up too quick on that one. But hey, there's so much to talk about the identity of this team. I know you guys want to talk about the coaching staff, and I know you want to talk about not calling for timeouts. But you, now your third place Steelers are getting ready to uh, uh, getting ready to look forward <laughs> to playing the Chiefs, and and then two divisional games that could really turn this thing upside down. So I'm loving it. So let's take a break, Tony Shannon. We will be right back. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, hang tough. Just like the new kids on the block used to say, hanging tough. I know that was Shannon's favorite song back in the day. Oh, yeah. He was like, <laughs> a lot of people don't know, he was the sixth new kid. Um, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even picture that. All right. So if you are on any of our podcast platforms, please just stick around and go ahead and download number two, and we will be right back. Oh, yeah, not even download. Just switch on over to number two. It's as easy as that. We'll be back right after this on the Steeler Hangover from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. <laughs> 